This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Marriott's on the move. What? Marriott's on the move. Again? Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the move. If you are dreaming about moving to a new city to pursue the life of your dreams, this podcast is for you. Moving 18 times in 22 years to five of the top cities in America, I know it's not easy to make those decisions alone. So I help individuals develop the dream, the plan, and the move, even if we need to get scrappy to get you there. I'll be doing interviews, career and city spotlights, and sharing my crazy moving stories, tips, tricks, and scams to avoid. My Fred Framework will help you see just how attainable your dreams are. Now let's get moving. So first off, I wanted to thank everyone that listened to my very first episode and gave me some awesome feedback from, gosh, what would be cool to hear about to changing my doorbell sound before my commercials to a race car because I'd have them racing to their next destination for the future. It was just, it was awesome. It was just very humbling. And I just love that people tuned in to support me. But there was one compliment that I got that just stood out and has kind of had me floating on cloud nine all week because it was like, yes, they get it. I just need to help them articulate what they're getting, but they get it. They understand what I'm trying to do. They just don't associate that with moving at first, but they will. And that's kind of been going back and forth in my head. Like, what examples can I give that will drive my messaging home to be able to articulate what I do and how it impacts your life on such a grander scale than just moving that you basically become the hero of your own story. Like you should be the protagonist of your own story and you will be that champion. We just got to help you figure out the story first. So we'll come back to what the compliment was, but I thought maybe I could just tell you a bit about me and you can get to know me and what I'm all about and why I, I don't know, have this desire to light people up when it comes to their desires and why it, I don't know, has a services energy behind it for me. So I get super inspired when I see people taking action on their dreams. And my desire is to help people feel the big joy I feel when I have a day that's so productive that I feel like it's almost spiritually aligned, that kind of action. It's like that kind of energy that you feel when you feel like you're moving towards something so great that it feels purpose-driven. I don't know if you've ever felt that, but I have given people that inspiration and I can confidently say that because they've told me that, but sometimes helping people get to their goals is like it's doing it despite themselves or their tendency to self-sabotage or overthink things. I don't know if you've ever heard the like, I should do this, I should do that. And people will say like, stop shooting all over yourself because you should, but you didn't, you know? And I think that's why I had six people over the course of two months tell me that I should be a life coach. And my first thought at the time was, dude, I'm 45 and single. What the heck do I know about life? (laughs) The funny thing is, actually, wait, I was 44. Yeah, I was 44, it was two years ago. But I mean, the funny thing was, it was mostly me listening to their stories and saying like, have you tried this? What do you think is standing in your way of doing this? Or just help like 
verbally process what they're trying to do and then helping them get unstuck out of that habit or cycle that they were in. So I found this meme that at one point I printed out and I hung it on my fridge and it said, if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. And I instantly felt like I had the, like the hack, all the things all like in my life that felt overwhelming, even though they were like irrational thoughts, because some of them were super simple tasks, like winning the argument with yourself and dishes. Like I once timed myself to see how long it actually take to do the dishes. So the next time they piled up, I could say, well, it only took me two minutes and 37 seconds. It's not going to take forever. Just do it. And a funny thing happened because when I would do the dishes the next time, I'd set the timer and try to beat that two minutes and 37 seconds. And then that became two minutes and 14 seconds. And then the next thing you know, I'm loading the dishwasher in a way that helps me beat my own goal. And it was kind of fun, kind of silly, but I told a friend about it. And now she's grouping the forks and spoons together on their separate sides of the utensil caddy just so she can grab them faster and get them done quicker. And that's Kind of what I love to do is like find those hacks that like you outwit yourself sometimes almost. Like the dishes became this fun game. And since I love waking up to a spotless kitchen, I'd go to bed with this like in control feeling, even though it was something so small, but like a win. It could have been my only win in the entire day. But I had this really huge aha moment. I took Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies workshop. I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, but If you haven't, it is like the best way to communicate with people. If you're a manager, it doesn't even matter what you do for a living. It's just like once you pick up on the tendency, you can figure it out. But I did it just before the pandemic happened. So I literally read the book and then I figured out like she had this workshop and it was really like a digital course. So right after I read the book, I decided to really like develop my ideas for Marriott's on the move which I had gone to a conference and it was kind of putting pen to paper and like figuring out like which would take all the things that I'm passionate about and like create a system. And like it it was really like something that I had to not only do for myself, but I thought there's other people in the same state of mind as I was. And the pandemic, like I said, was just happening. So people were like, wait, I can work from wherever. Like they were taking road trips and This course, like you read the book and you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then when you take the course, it just literally knocked my socks off. One of the things she talked about was some people are starters and some people are finishers. And she basically nailed my vicious cycle and helped me take what I perceived to be a lack of discipline, which felt really kind of shameful. I mean, I wasn't like beating myself up about it, but it turned it into something that I could like compete with myself. And it gave me the language I needed to talk myself into being just a little bit better than I was the day before. So like the dishes comment, I would, I would use that like, okay, you're a starter, not a finisher. Today, you have to be a finisher. And I would do that with my laundry. Like I had problems. Actually, I had no problems separating the laundry and actually doing the separate loads. But when they were dry, they would sit in the dryer and I wasn't folding them right away. So they'd get wrinkled. And then I had to put them back in there with a wet rag to like get them steamed up a little bit. But it was just like, again, this vicious cycle. And I wanted, I mean, my intention when I was starting laundry was to finish the laundry and put things away. But I wasn't a finisher. So a finisher would wait for the dryer to be done and take them out right away and then fold them and put them away 
So again, like knowing I was a starter, I would push myself to be a finisher and say like, I didn't start this load of laundry to have it sit on my kitchen table for a week, which was oftentimes what happened. I started it with the intention that I'd have a cleaner house. So how do I play that game so I win it all the time? And these are some of the hacks and things that I think about, and I want to apply them to moving. Have you heard of Monate or Modern Nature? I hadn't either before my friend Monica was raving about their skincare products that she's obsessed with. I took their hair quiz to find out which product line would be best for me since I just happened to be looking for new shampoo and conditioner, and I signed up for their VIP package that got me a little bit of everything to try out. Turns out they are the first anti-aging hair care line in the world, which I didn't even know was a thing. And their products are gluten-free, vegan, and Leaping Bunny certified, which means they're never tested on animals. Now I'm obsessed with their rich formulations that feature botanical extracts, essential oils, and other naturally based ingredients, and I want to share those products with you. I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can hit the faves page on my website. It's safe, EU approved, and clinically tested by third parties. So essentially, robustness approved. Now back to the show. (laughs) You like that, Piper? (laughs) That was for you. So we're back. So basically, when I was growing up, like we really did. My mom loved a clean house as well. And I think that's what got me to love a clean house, especially in the morning. Like you just start your day off right. But we used to play this game and you had to finish the sentence. I feel the richest when and you'd fill in the blank, but you couldn't use money as the answer. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't because we didn't have a lot of it. I mean, my parents work really hard. They both worked full time. My mom was in retail. My dad worked at a factory. And we play this, I think, just to make sure that we would like feel grateful for the things that we have in our lives. But I still do it today. So like after I get my car washed and vacuum, I'd say in my head, like, I feel the richest when my car is clean and smells good. Or I feel the richest when I have all my laundry clean, folded and put away. But again, it's like that super productive energy that you're caffeinated and ready to conquer the world. That's what I apply to moving and like how to outsmart yourself and and get through these tendencies that you have. So it would absolutely 100% be such a dream to get Gretchen Rubin on my show to talk through what the four tendencies are. But this this course and this like book changed my life. It's like changed how productive I am, but it also changed me as a manager, it changed me as a friend and how I communicate with people. It changed me as a life coach. Like, I'm so glad I went through that first before I went through my life coaching certification because it really helped me understand a lot about me in the meantime, but then also the other tendencies that people have. So I want to go through and kind of talk you through what those are. And again, she would do it so much justice if you do her workshop or her, it's a digital course basically, or read the book, but it's called The Four Tendencies. And I'm going to link to a podcast that she was on, the Whole30. Anybody that knows me, well, most people know that I'm obsessed with Whole30 and I love the paleo lifestyle and stuff. And, And for a while, Melissa Urban did a podcast and she was one of the first guests on it. But she goes through this whole thing so she can articulate it better. And I'll link to it in the show notes. But essentially, there are four tendencies that people tend to have. And mind you, she has had over a million people take the online quiz. So there is a quiz and I can link to that too. But the insights have helped people like myself make lasting changes. And in the cover of the book, she says, it's far easier to succeed when you know what actually works and why. And the emphasis is definitely on the why. 
And that's what we figure out together in my practice. But knowing what tendency someone is can be so helpful when I'm coaching. And I'll tell you a couple of stories. But so the four tendencies are, so the first one is upholder. So these are the type of people that don't need accountability from anybody outside to meet inner expectations. So they're the type of person that decides they're going to run a marathon. They look up a training program, they train, and then they do the marathon. Like they don't need a running group or anyone outside of themselves to keep them on track. That tendency just, they just are upholders. That, that's just, they decide they're going to do something and that's what they do. And each tendency has a motto, which I absolutely love. And their motto is discipline is my freedom. The next one is the questioner. So these are the type of people that want to gather their own facts. They decide for themselves. They object to anything that they consider arbitrary. And they only typically meet inner expectations and including outer expectations that they've turned into inner expectations, if if that makes sense. So they'll say things like prove it or like their motto is I'll comply if you convince me why. So they meet inner expectations, but they're going to resist anything outer until they have proven in their head that like, yes, they can appreciate that or that does make sense and they'll decide for themselves. Then there's the rebel. So they resist both inner and outer expectations. And a funny story about the rebel, I had a coworker that was telling me that they weren't happy Like they were gaining a lot of weight and they just didn't have time to go to the gym because they were working so much. And I knew he was a rebel. I had just read the book. I knew like inherently that he was a rebel just in general, knew this person for like over 20 years. And I was like, so let me get this straight. You're not going to go to the gym because our company won't let you. And he's like, no, I mean, I can go to the gym. And I was like, so, but you just said that you're not going to the gym because of work. And he's like, well, no, I I mean, I do what I want. And I was like, well, okay, that's weird, but that's not what you actually said. And it worked like clockwork because all of a sudden he had this newfound motivation to like (laughs) beat the company, I guess, that actually wanted him to be healthy anyways because it's better for our premiums. But he was resisting himself and telling himself this excuse that it was work, but really it wasn't. Like he did it because he was like sticking it to the man, but that wasn't the problem. Like he was the problem. He knew that he was gaining weight. He knew that he wanted to lose weight and that he'd be a happier person. But it was just like that motivation that he needed. So I didn't do anything. I just kind of put it out there. But the rebel's model is you can't make me and neither can I, which is exactly what that situation was and how I lean because my first tendency isn't rebel. It's the obliger. So that's the fourth one. So the obliger is someone that meets outer expectations but resists meeting inner expectations. So this is the type of person that will, I don't know, stay up to midnight trying to get something done for their boss, despite the promise that they made themselves to get up at 5 a.m. to get to the gym, which probably now won't happen because they needed to meet their boss's expectations over their own goals. Like, even if their boss didn't say, you need to have it to meet tonight, but like this in the race running example that I use in the upholder, like somebody could want to run a race, but it's really gonna take them having a group that they have to go to or paying for a coach or something that like is waiting for them to show up in training in order to get them to go if they really don't want to. So their motto is you can count on me and I'm counting on you to count on me. So obligers make excellent colleagues and bosses. They will follow through like they will pitch in when they need help like when anybody needs help really. Like they thrive on deadlines, but if they don't have a deadline they need to have that accountability or it won't get done because obligers have a 
really hard time saying no to anybody, especially if it's like service related and they can help make somebody else happy or take something off of somebody else's shoulders. Like they are trying to do something that helps please other people, but they don't get their own stuff done themselves. And I mean, I know as an obliger, I really do have a hard time saying no because I most of the time can't find an excuse to say no to that person. But I find a ton of excuses not to go to yoga or Pilates or whatever that is. And I have found myself that I have to really like establish a system of accountability for me in my own way. Otherwise, it's not going to get done. And I hate to say like the $12 charge that missing a Orange Theory class cost me like wasn't enough sometimes to get me out of bed, which sounds terrible because it is money and, and $12 is $12. But if I had something coming up like a photo shoot or an event where I wanted to like wear a really cute dress or I wanted to look really good, I have to use future me as that accountability partner because I need to get things done. And just like future me hates to wake up to a messy kitchen, future me loves to get a clean start to my day. So like that's kind of how I trick myself into doing these things is really like future me. So that's why this book is so powerful because it teaches you how to communicate with other people, yes, in other tendencies than where you are. But you can quickly identify what you are because you're probably just even reading my description. You probably already know. But you can take the quiz. I think it's just Gretchen4Tendencies.com forward slash quiz or something. I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes, like I said. But it just really is super powerful because it can teach you how to communicate with other people, but really it helps identify like what you are. And the other thing is, is that you can lean one way or the other. So most obligers will lean to rebel. And she has a lot of the stuff in there because you can do this. You can look at your kids, your your parents, your brother, your sister, who are your colleagues, whatever. And you can figure out how to communicate with them. But when they lean certain ways, so like most obligers, like I said, lean rebel. And the best example I can use is I don't eat dairy because it a lot of times give me sinus infections, unfortunately. Like I love dairy. I love ice cream. I love all those things. But I will get a sinus infection within like a week if I have it because it just that's just what it does to me. I know this. I've done the whole 30. I've done the reset. I, I've put the time in to experiment to figure out what was causing me to have so many sinus infections. But the thing is, is if I had dairy and it gave my brother a sinus infection, who I love and is my bestie and like, I never want him to be sick, I would never, never, never eat dairy. But I am a rebel in in the way that I lean because the only person I'm hurting by not doing it is myself. And so I get this like vicious cycle about I can do what I want, (laughs) but I actually can't because my body says not so fast, fry. Like you cannot eat dairy because this is what happens. So. I want to say that, like, come off this tangent, but the book is really super powerful because it really quickly helps you identify what motivates you and what what tendency you are. And armed with that new information, you really can kind of figure out how to outsmart yourself and like where you would need my help, because I could create a new way of thinking about how we move through this life together. And it kind of all comes back to that compliment that I got. So bringing it home. Basically, they thought me being a moving coach was just about moving, but that how they phrased it is like, but you're so much more than that. You're just limiting yourself when you say that you're just a moving coach, because that's what we think of as moving. But 
you could help them financially get out of debt and you can help them save for their move. Or when it comes to like figuring out how to help them health-wise, if they're in a pinch or having problems, like you can teach them about food and how that affects their mental health and physical health, like a dietitian. And they kept going on and on about all these things, like helping them optimize their day. You're a professional organizer, so you can help them figure out where they should move. And literally, that's what I'm doing. So like, I want to help you optimize your day and figuring out where you should move in that city to have that better work-life balance. And I can help people in so many different areas because I want to help you like move forward in life. A moving coach. You're moving forward in life coach sounds really like awkward and it's hard to say. So I just call myself a moving coach because I am going to help you move forward in those four areas. So finances, I'm certified through Dave Ramsey's organization as a basically like personal finance person. The whole 30 has taught me so much about my journey and experimenting with food. I am in remission for Crohn's. I have been for about 10 years. I do whole 30 twice a year to help me reduce the inflammation in my body because when I had Crohn's and I was hospitalized and they put me on this medication, it was awful. Like I lost a ton of my hair. My hairstylist wouldn't even color my hair because he was so afraid it was all going to fall out. Like it was terrible, but I had hacked that part of my life and figured out very quickly when my doctor told me to put my big girl skirt on and take my pills. That that's not what I was going to do because the rebel in me was like, uh, nope, I am going to do this for food. If you're telling me that Crohn's is in my gut and I have a leaky gut or I could heal this, like wouldn't what I'm putting in my gut impact what I have? Like it just didn't make any sense to me. So I found that when I was doing things like the Whole30, my mental clarity got better. It was unbelievable. I had bouts of like depression and anxiety my whole life. And Then I switched to eating this like souped up paleo and all of a sudden I could retain information and I could do all these things. So every person's body is different. I'm not going to say that it works for everybody, but it does help you identify certain things. And in the Fred framework, so you have finances, you have robustness, which does impact your physical and mental health, but it also has your ecosystem. And I moved to 18, well, I moved to five of America's top cities, but I moved 18 times within those cities too. So I could literally say with 100% confidence, we need to figure out what is in your ecosystem. And then we need to put you somewhere in a really quick range of wherever it is you want to be. Like if you want to go to a coffee shop and get coffee in the morning when you're just getting up or you want to walk the dog to a certain dog park, like there's all these things that we can factor in. And it's really about moving forward towards those goals and having that optimized life. And the pandemic helped a ton because really people realized that they could potentially work from anywhere if they were remote workers. So people started experimenting and all those things. So I will talk a little bit more about some of the other things that we talked to in the next episode, but I want to go through kind of my moving story and, and it will help you kind of figure out how I got to this point. Have you heard of a mocktail? It's a cocktail with no alcohol or zero proof alcohol. If you're one of the many people doing dry January, boy, do I have a resource for you. It's a whole community called On The Mocks that introduces non-alcoholic beverage brands and recipes. If you're sober, sober curious, or even just looking to be a more inclusive and considerate party host, you're in the right place. On the Mox explores the growing space of zero-proof spirits and mindful drinking without all the FOMO. It's not just Shirley Temples and O'Doul's anymore, people. We have options. Go to onthemox.com and check them out. 
You can also join the party on Facebook and Instagram. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Okay, so like I was saying, I'm doing this because I want to pay it forward to those that kind of help light my way. For instance, when I left Chicago to move to San Diego, I only knew a few people there, but they guided me once I got there. They kind of took me under their wing. They helped me integrate into a community that I still keep in touch with today. They helped me find everything that I needed from an apartment to a hairstylist in town all because they had done it just a year or two before me. And they they helped me because that's just how they were. Like most people want to help people. <laughs> so they knew I'd love it as much as they did. And they wanted to help me thrive too. So I stayed. And then I got transferred with work up to San Francisco. So I was introduced to a cousin of a coworker who had moved to San Francisco several years before. And she was a travel nurse. And she was coming off the road because she loved San Francisco and decided to stay. And she was building her girl tribe basically and brought me into it. And I ended up joining a running group and I met some awesome women there. Like she had gone to the running group several times, but it was like she introduced me to some of her nurse friends and I'm still talking to them today. In fact, I want to have one of the women that I like reconnected with. She's going through to get her dietitian basically license. And I like I'm going to call her this week and pick her brain because I would love, love, love to do that. It's just amazing. So but. I have so many fond memories with that tribe and I'm still cheering with them and for them from afar. But that tribe made my experience so memorable and it still brings me a lot of joy today, whether I like go out to visit my coworker turned Care Bear cell sister to our numerous trips in Sonoma or walking around the reservoir or visiting a couple friends in around Healdsburg, which is between Sonoma and Napa. It's like my absolute happy place. I love all the wineries there. But like, just to give you an example, we watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off in a wine barn while enjoying a bottle of that barn's wine with the vintners that made it because they just, that's just how it is in that little town. It's kind of a little niche. But we were invited in because that was the culture and I loved it. And like now I watch a lot of Dateline, so I don't know if I would fall for, (laughs) for that these days. We were in a big group, so it felt safe at the time. But I basically, after several years in San Francisco, picked up and spontaneously moved to New York City because they had a job opening there and they I was a good fit for it. It was with my company. So I may not have felt like I was moving forward in my life at San Francisco, like everybody around me was finding relationships. And and I was just like, okay, maybe this isn't my place. I'm ready for a fresh start. And then I went on this very expensive roller coaster ride of a year and a half before I missed my old comforts and my friends and family in Chicago. So I had several family members that were not well. My uncle had cancer. My dad had Barrett's. My grandfather was sick with diabetes. And so, like, I ended up going back to Chicago and I spent several years back there. We went back and forth from like the city to the burbs. And my dad and I got to renovate a few houses together before I kind of started trekking south. (laughs) And I stopped halfway down there in central Illinois. But just a few weeks after I got there, I happened to be talking to my friend from San Francisco and, and a couple of her friends were going on below deck Mediterranean on Bravo. And she's like, hey, we had somebody drop out. Do you want to be on it with us? Do you want to go? And I was like, hell yeah, that would be amazing. Just those couple crazy turn of events that led to that opening Fast forward, one of the girls that was on the show with us, and we I got to know her really well. Her name's Hannah. I moved to Charlotte because of a job transfer again with my company. 
And she had already moved to Charlotte. I didn't even know she was here, really. I, I think I saw something on Facebook or not Facebook. Instead, she's more on Instagram. She's parkour mama, if you ever catch her on Instagram. But she moved to Charlotte a couple months before me. So like all of going to get my hair done, she had a person. And like my cousins all lived here from both sides of my family. I think there's like 10 of us here between my mom and my dad's side. But it's like we kind of started making our own tribe. Like she introduced me to her friend Rudy that was into parkour and that was her coach. And then Rudy needed a roommate and my brother just happened to be looking at the same time. And like there was all these things that like we instantly felt home, even though we we were kind of just developing our own tribe. Like we just went to musical bingo last weekend because one of our girl, one of our friends, Emily and her boyfriend Steve, like they Steve was in the hospital and we were celebrating him getting out of the hospital. And so we all like went together and hung out. I mean, it's just like, I'm finally feeling that settledness. And that's where I want to place roots. But it's it's kind of how it went. I love to help people. And I love helping people find their tribe and get out of their own way when it comes to their health and their finances and getting to their dreams. And I think that that's what makes my service is so unique because I either help you move closer to your dreams or be content in that the dream has changed and you no longer have it hanging over your head as some big failure or regret because it doesn't have to be like that. Sometimes it's literally like you changed your mind or you went and did a POC. I talk about a proof of concept a lot. I call them a city POC, but you go and you do that and you could potentially say like, hey, I think that was my old dream. And and now I kind of like where I'm at. So even just getting that, okay, I was going to pivot, but I tried it out and I don't love it. And now I feel content. Sometimes even little things like that is so pivotal in your life. I oftentimes even tell people like if they're going to book a trip, if they're moving to book a trip back home like five and a half months in. And it sounds so weird, but like wherever you move, something around that like five month mark when you're in a new journey, like you will start feeling nostalgic and like kind of wondering why you moved. And if you don't love it, it's really, really hard to get past that. But if you book a trip back home or wherever you came from, then at least you can like go back, fill your tank, remember why you left or remember what you didn't love or pivot and go back or go home or whatever it is. But I mean, I think that it's really going to help to give you some examples of what I talk about, what kind of interviews I'm doing. When I coach, it's a whole different type of practice. I mean, we go a little bit deep we with just like consulting and things like the POC and suggestions like taking a trip five months in and things like that. But we can get a little bit deeper and we can get really complex. And I have a couple different stories that I can tell you that might illustrate for you visually like what what it is that we can do to help prepare you for the future. But I think that's why you'll see that my niche is pretty unique in the relocation industry. And that can be applied to so many other areas outside of moving. But for now, I think that I gave you a lot to go on for this (laughs) episode. I feel like I'm going off on lots of tangents. But if anything, I want you to know that we are very adaptable. As human beings, there are a lot of things that we can do, but I really, really want to help you be persistent in your dreams. And if your dream has changed, being content in that your old dream isn't your new dream and figuring out what that is. So 
I am going to sign off for now, but I just want to thank you for listening in last week and listening in this week. And I just, I hope you keep moving forward. Have you heard of Podopolo? That's P-O-D-O-P-O-L-O. It's a new podcast platform app where you can interact with me through the comments. I've been saying for years that Apple and Spotify were missing out on the social aspect of podcasts because I want to be able to interact with the host and chat with fellow fans. I couldn't be more excited to be on the ground floor of this. Just go to the App Store and download Podopolo. That's P-O-D-O-P-O-L-O. It's free, and all of your favorite podcasts are already there. When you download and sign up, put in Marriott's on the Move, all one word is your referral code. Search for the Marriott's on the Move podcast show and hit follow to show me the love. You can share clips of the show on social, send it to your friends in the app, and virtually hang out with me in the comments together. I might just do some giveaways. Now back to the show. Well, I could go on forever and ever about moving you closer to your dreams, but I should probably save some thoughts for the next episode. A big thanks goes out to you for making time for me today. In making time for me, you are making time for future you, and we are both grateful. Thank you also to my podcast editor, Brendan Newsome, and my brother, Edward, who helps me with everything from my pics and social to keeping me sane. If you want to keep in touch, jump on my website, marriottsonthemove.com, or follow me on Insta or LinkedIn, where I also have a page for Marriott's on the Move, like I do on Facebook. Until next time, keep moving towards your dreams. Bye for now. Marriott's on the Move. What? Marriott's on the Move. Again? Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the Move.